0: and enjoy the show. Welcome to Season 7, Episode 8. I'm your host, Eric Peabody, and tonight brings us to our Halloween episode. What trope should we focus on this evening? Hmm. Petrifying pumpkins, perhaps? Tainted candy? Zombie neighbors? No, that's been done to death. I guess you'll just have to stay tuned to find out. Also, joining us this week, we have voice actors Melissa Medina and Elithia Fay. You're listening to the Standard Edition of this program. If you'd like to show your support and enjoy ad-free versions of this and hundreds of tales from our audio archives dating back to 2012, visit simplyscarypodcast.com and click Patrons in the upper menu to sign up today to get instant access from our friends at Chilling Tales for Dark Nights. Did I mention they were ad-free? Thank you for your support. And now, from author Dorian J. Sinnett, I give you Hello, Brother. you never did like that corner of your room it was just out of reach from the faint and flickering television riddled with shadows i remember your nightly texts begging me to come over and stay with you until dawn you said the darkness was too much to bear that what was waiting within it was watching i assured you so many times over the months that you were safe That the shadows were nothing more than the trick of light the nights i stayed with you i would keep a close eye on that corner on the shadows stirring and that was all they simply were shadows yet no matter how often i tried to comfort you you told me otherwise can't you see him you told me in the early morning hours you would awake to an added weight on your bed A man, no, creature, smothered in shadow. You'd say he would just sit there and stare through empty voids, examining each of your movements, your breaths. But you never saw his face. All you could make out was the heavy stench of decay, death. Night after night, I would hear the same story. But each time I stayed with you, the entity never appeared. You're tired, I'd say. Overexhaustion can cause the mind to conjure shapes in the darkness. They're not shapes, you'd interject. They're real, he's real, and he's coming for me. It wasn't until late November that my suspicion finally grew. You were working the closing shift at your job, bringing you home close to 1 a.m. I waited in your room, in silence, scrolling through social media on my phone until you'd come home. When I heard the knock on your bedroom door, just a little past 12, I assumed you'd finished up early. But it wasn't you. It was your younger brother, Brad, only 10. Can i stay in here with you your brother always looked up to me so i assumed it was more or less to tell me about his school day or show me videos he was making on his mobile app but something about him seemed off i could sense the fear in his eyes and the quiet way that he spoke he was never one to keep his voice down even after his family had fallen asleep he'd regularly get a scolding "'Your father's in bed. Keep it down.' But tonight, he just wasn't himself. So, of course, I stepped aside and let him in. When I asked him if everything was okay, he shook his head and gazed at the floor. My initial thought was either a bad dream keeping him awake, bullying in school, or the late-night loneliness of a child missing his estranged mother.' but what he uttered was nothing that I was expecting. The woodsman was visiting again. At first, I suspected you had been telling Brad these stories, hoping to keep him awake at night. You never called it The Woodsman, but from the child's description, I was certain it was the same old story. A dark, shadowy figure that lurked in the corner of the room, getting closer as the night went on with every blink every fading ray of light he comes every night and he watches me and that smell it took me by surprise when you informed me you'd never spoken of the being with your brother you said you were too busy with work or with me and when you were home he was in school it was just more evidence more proof that this thing was real but i'd yet to see it i tried thinking back to when you first began mentioning him when we first started dating you were so full of happiness and laughter now you're quiet solemn but when was the last time i'd seen you genuinely smile the only night i could think of was in autumn late october the night we decided to play that game. It was the week before Halloween, and I'd been spending nearly every day at your house. My schedule was light at work, so I took the earlier shifts to ensure I would be home with you most of the day, just in time to get the kids from school down the street. You came from a decently sized family. Your younger brother and twin sisters, Sasha and Sarah, Who were just entering their first year of high school sasha was much more refined and mature beyond her age she was quiet with a borderline wednesday adams look to her sarah on the other hand was far more childish bright loud pastel and bubblegum i often wondered how they could be sisters let alone twins The girls would always be home about an hour before the elementary school let out so most days they would join us in picking up your little brother i remember how crisp the air had been that day the leaves crunched under our feet as we walked down the long side streets to the school we held hands our body heat keeping each other warm from behind us i remember hearing your sisters giggling talking in hushed tones. It wasn't until after we picked Brad up that we heard what they were conspiring.
1: "'Dad's working late tonight,'
0: Sasha said.
1: "'He said he won't be home until at least midnight. "'We're thinking, why don't we do a little ghost hunting? "'You know, to kill the time.'"
0: You barked back immediately at your sister. "'You know Dad doesn't want any of that in the house.'" He doesn't even want us speaking about- Dude, chill. Sarah chimed in.
2: Dad's not home until late, can't you hear? He won't even know. Plus, I know you've been dying to do it.
0: She wasn't wrong. You always did have a fascination with the supernatural. Things that couldn't be explained. We'd spent a few times over lunch talking about it. Old ghosts and mirrors. Cryptids. Shadow people but I didn't think you would actively seek out such entities.
1: Jade's staying over tonight, too. Come on. It'll be great.
0: Sasha pushed. You were quiet for a moment longer. I could see in your eyes that you were leery, but you agreed with a sigh. All right, fine. But we cut it at 11, understand? We don't need Dad walking in on any of this.
3: Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.
0: We waited until dark before we began the little game your sisters were so adamant about playing. We gathered as soon as the sun sank behind the hills and the shadows swept across your living room.
1: The only light we can use is candlelight,
0: Sasha said.
1: Candles can determine if the spirit is close and can be used for asking questions.
0: Your sister's friend Jade was the one who supplied the candles, burned down old things that were likely used in games similar to these over the years. She removed her lighter from her back pocket and lit each of the wicks, four candles now flickering in the room's darkness.
2: They represent north, south, east, and west,
0: Jade said.
2: Or the elements. Something like that.
1: The next thing we need to remember is to watch the time. Both for Dad and, well, so we don't lose track. Sometimes when you talk to the spirits, you end up trapped in time. They mess with you. Someone has to keep an eye on the clock.
0: Sasha said. Sarah agreed to be the timekeeper.
1: We also need to take notes. Anything that the spirits say to us, we need to write down. We can decode it later. They don't always speak in straight sentences sometimes just broken words you gotta piece them back together
0: sasha continued
1: jade will record as well we need the audio just in case there's more than just what's coming through the app
0: app you asked right away i knew this was nonsense no one was actually able to speak to the dead through some mobile app it was most likely something you'd pay a buck ninety-nine for and it would generate random words when you talked to it, like Siri. But your sisters claimed otherwise. They were convinced that this app was real, legit.
1: And lastly, no one can speak unless you're the one asking the questions. No whispers. No laughs. Nothing. If we're going to pick up what the spirits are trying to say, we have to be silent.
0: Sasha opened her notepad, ready to begin taking notes.
1: Any questions?
0: I, of course, had none. To me, this was silly. The kids were going to scare themselves senseless over random words and phrases their mobile app decided to pull, and actually believe it was true. So, I just sat back, arms folded, and watched as the others took their seats beside me, forming a circle. Do... do you really think we're going to talk to a ghost? Brad asked, huddled up beside me. It's just a game, I told him. You're going to be okay. There are no real ghosts. Once we were all situated, Sasha silenced us and opened her app. Hello? Sarah wanted to initiate the conversation.
2: Are there any spirits here that we're connecting with?
0: The app was silent for a few moments, but then the words, hello, brother, appeared across Sasha's screen. From the corner of my eyes, I thought I saw the candles flicker as if brushed by the wind, but I kept my focus on your sisters.
1: Hello, brother?
0: Sasha asked, writing it down.
1: Whose brother?
0: From here, the app began generating random words Rose, fall, skin, snow. I sat uninterested throughout the game, watching as you tried to comfort Brad, who was believing this more than your sisters had been. I could tell that with each word the phone generated, he was getting increasingly anxious, like everything had been targeted at him personally.
1: Hold on, some more things are coming through.
0: Sasha held the phone out so we could read it for ourselves. Beware, dear.
1: Beware, dear?
0: Sasha repeated.
1: Dear who? And beware what?
0: January 24. Sarah glanced around between us.
1: Is
2: that day important to any of you?
0: None of us spoke. We just looked amongst ourselves, waiting for an answer. But, of course, none of us could give one. Again, Sasha questioned the app.
1: Beware what?
0: Father. The candles all went out. I'd be lying if I said I didn't also emit a scream when it happened, but it was lost on your sisters, Jade and Brad. And, of course, you, who turned to laugh as you flicked the light switch on. Of course, the front door opened at that moment, and your father entered, looking exhausted and annoyed after a long day's work. What is going on here? was all he could ask, eyeing the candles and the terrified look on Brad's face.
1: We're just telling scary stories, Dad. Chill.
0: Sasha said. I could tell he didn't like that answer, and so he ushered everyone to bed. Brad immediately turned in for the night in his room down the hall. The rest of us gathered in Sarah and Sasha's room, reviewing what was written in the notebook and the playback Jade had recorded of our session. Sasha laid the notebook out for all of us to see, recounting all the words the app pulled for her. Hello, brother, rose, fall, skin, snow, beware. Dear, January, 24, Father.
2: Well, when we said hello, the first thing it came back with was, hello, brother.
0: Jade said.
2: So, it had to be talking to your Brad.
0: She motioned towards me. I did have a brother, five years younger than me, but he was at home, most likely sound asleep by now. There were no ghost siblings that I had, nor did you or your family. Again, I was convinced it was just an app pulling words it thought we'd want to hear. Beware. Sasha read quietly.
1: That whole part just... it's eerie. Beware, dear, January 24. But beware of what?
0: Falling? Or snow? you asked looking at the words or falling in the snow
2: I still think it was creepy how it knew your dad was coming home right before the candles went out
0: Jade said
2: that I'd say takes the cake tonight
0: I did agree that part was a little creepy but again it was most likely a coincidence the kids had left the windows open so it was likely the late-night breeze blew the candles out, and it just happened to be when your dad was pulling into the driveway. "'What about the playback?' you asked. "'Is there anything picking up on there?' Jade hit the replay button, and we just sat and listened to Sasha and Sarah asking their questions to dead air for a while. None of us spoke, and the app was text only,' So, frankly, it was quite boring listening to it. But then, somewhere around the 11-minute mark, another sound was like a low whisper.
1: Whoa. What was that?
0: Sasha asked.
1: Go back. Was that Brad?
0: Jade rewound the recording for a few seconds. Brad? no he had been seated right next to me the whole time he had been silent too scared to say a word the only sound he'd made was a scream when the candles went out but we were all guilty of that jade replayed the audio and we all leaned in close and listened there was a voice in the background static but just what it was saying was indistinguishable It would fade in and out throughout the rest of the recording until just before the candles went out. Only then were the words clear, deep, raspy. I smell the skins. Then we all screamed. You were the first one to stand up. Turn it off right now, Jade. I glanced over to you, feeling uneasy about what I know we all just heard, but certain that it was something Jade had messed with on her recording app to scare us. I tried to calm you, but that's when I noticed that Sasha was also panicking.
1: Did it really just say that? I smell the skins?
0: What's that supposed to mean? I asked, immediately thinking of some 80s slasher film cannibal killer making furniture out of the skin and flesh of his victims. Maybe it's a skinwalker, you said, looking horrified. I know you're not supposed to speak of them, but- shh, Sasha hushed you.
1: Don't say that, please.
0: The kids didn't sleep that night. To be honest, none of us did. I stayed awake, comforting you while your siblings huddled together, keeping their eyes on the dark end of the driveway outside their window. When morning came, I assured you it was just a game on the phone, that we'd all just worked ourselves up believing we heard what we did and that there was nothing actually there. It's just an app. But you heard it, you insisted. We all did you can't deny that you heard what it said I was silent for a moment what exactly is a skinwalker you were hesitant I could clearly see that but you trusted me just keep quiet about it okay we're not supposed to speak of them I knew that your family had ties to a reservation out west You'd mentioned it a couple of times about how your grandfather left during the war. He met your grandmother overseas and gave up most of his tribe's traditions, passed only a few things down to the later generations your mother, you, and your siblings. You had mentioned a few times in your talks of the unknown and the uncanny that he mainly focused on the stories, the unexplainable parts of the culture. And now that I thought about it, I vaguely remembered skinwalkers being one of those. When you talk about them, they become stronger. It's like your words and thoughts of them attract them, bring them to you, something like that, you said. I don't remember everything. It's kind of like a curse, one that just becomes unbearable humans are turning into animals cutting half their lives to be able to become one and if they can't become an animal themselves they take the body of animals nearby they become monsters some of them even to the point of cannibalism always looking for fresh flesh my grandpa says he always believed those they loved were the most at risk The skinwalkers would go to them first. I listened to how sincere your voice was. So quiet, but I could tell you were serious. You can tell they're not normal animals because they walk on two legs, like a man. They have no tails, and often you smell rotten flesh when they make themselves known. They're like witches, sort of usually they're a sign of a bad omen death we don't speak of them why do you think that's what it is i asked i mean i didn't smell anything rancid when we played the game i didn't see anything like that you looked guilty i spoke to my grandpa a few weeks ago on the phone and just asking questions about mom about the stories the culture i don't know how it came up honestly but we we talked about them maybe he saw something in my future or in a dream i don't know i pulled you close and kissed your forehead it's okay i'm not going to let them hurt you You didn't speak of the skinwalkers or the game for the next few days. We spent our time picking out Halloween costumes that we would wear when taking Brad around your neighborhood and loading up on candy and pumpkin spice. When Halloween night fell, we made our way through your quiet neighborhood, through the shadows and lack of streetlights. Sasha and Sarah used their phones for light, and we trailed behind with flashlights. We'd all agreed on the same theme, forest spirits. You were a stag, with handmade antlers rising from your amber curls, and your sisters were rabbits. I chose to be a fox, with cat ears repainted to fit the design. And Brad, he was a bear. His zip-up onesie was the perfect fit for him, and comfortable too we made our rounds until curfew gathering as much candy as possible for your brother with so many houses on your street his bucket was overflowing and he promised each of us a handful when we got back home we stayed up for a while and watched scary movies waiting for midnight for the end of Halloween and the dawn of what would become the Thanksgiving season or for others christmas Brad turned into bed before then and your father fell asleep on the couch around 11:30 p.m. Sasha and Sarah ushered us to their bedroom figuring it would be quieter there less of a chance to wake their father but when we all sat on their floor eating away at our piles of candy i realized it wasn't for just sitting around and talking Sasha pulled out a spirit board. There's no way we're playing that, you insisted. Sasha, those things are dangerous.
1: Look, if you follow the rules, there's nothing to worry about. You played the other game with us last week, didn't you?
0: She jeered back. I interrupted. We played that game, and you all freaked yourselves out. Sasha waved me off.
1: Psst. Yeah, and? That's the point. Come on. Don't be lame.
0: To be honest, I'd never played with a spirit board before. Even though I really didn't believe in this stuff, something about it bothered me. Something that kept me away from ever wanting to try. But when Sasha set it up, hands on the planchette, I felt the need to. Shouldn't someone keep notes? I asked.
1: Sarah's got it.
0: Sasha replied.
1: She's too chicken to play. I'm not,
0: she said.
2: I'm just way better at taking notes than you.
0: Stop arguing. You groaned, placing your hand on the planchette before looking at me. You gonna play? I sighed and added my hand. What are the rules?
1: Haven't you seen any horror movies?
0: Sasha sassed.
1: It's kind of like last time. Only the person asking questions can speak. And no one can play alone. You have to keep your hands on the planchette at all times. And you have to keep track of the time. You can't let it get away from you. Also, always remember to say goodbye. You have to remember that. And finally, if the board starts counting down to zero, you need to say goodbye. No more questions.
0: That wasn't so hard, I told myself. You'd sit there and let your fingertips move the piece on the board to different letters, building an answer you want to hear. I knew immediately that Sasha would be spelling things out, trying to make it look like we connected with a spirit.
1: First things first, we circle the board,
0: she said, moving her hands on the planchette so that we all joined in. Three times around the board. One, two, three... We stopped in the middle. Sasha looked over at you, nodding. ''Are there any spirits here with us tonight that wish to talk?'' you asked. The planchette remained still. We kept our arms outstretched, watching for any sign of movement. But there was none. After a few minutes, you repeated your question. ''Are there any spirits here with us tonight that wish to talk?'' Everything was still, but slowly, I felt the planchette under my fingertips move. Sasha gasped and looked over at you.
1: Are you doing that?
0: You hushed her. No, of course not. It's probably you. I glanced at them for only a second before looking back at the board. H-E-L-L-O. B-R-O-T-H-E-R. I felt Sasha pull her hands back for a moment, fingertips still touching the planchette.
1: Holy shit.
0: She shrieked. Sasha, language, you said.
2: Hello, brother.
0: Sasha asked, writing it down on her notepad.
2: Hello, brother. Isn't that the same thing that the app said last time?
0: Sasha, I know it was you, you said, glaring across the board at your sister.
1: Honest to God, it's not,
0: she replied. I hushed everyone and looked back at the board. Are you a good spirit? I asked, my voice low. At first, I wasn't going to ask any questions. But for some reason, it kind of just came to me. The planchette was still again for a moment, but then glided over to the sun's image on the board. Sun? I asked.
1: Yeah, I think that means it's good.
0: Sasha replied. I looked at the word yes on the board, unsure why that wasn't what was chosen, had that been the case. Perhaps the planchette had overshot, missing that word and landing on the sun. Nevertheless, I shrugged it off and kept playing. You and Sasha asked basic questions back and forth, getting simple yes or no answers. I had to admit it was entertaining, yet time seemed to tick away, lost to a good hour or so with the board. Around 1am, Sarah spoke up.
2: Guys, I think you should ask maybe two or three more questions and call it good. It's getting really late.
0: I looked down at the letters and the planchette and asked, is there something you want to tell us before we go? Again, the planchette was still. But then, slowly, once more it made its way over to begin spelling out words. B-E-W-A-R-E Beware, I said. From behind me, I could smell something foul, almost like old, rotting meat, or an old dog bone. I tried to ignore it, watching as the rest of the word spelled itself out. D, E, A. Are,
2: dear, beware,
0: dear, Sarah said as she wrote. That's, that's the same thing we heard from the app, you said quietly. I think we should say goodbye, I said. Our hands began to force the planchette down towards the words at the bottom of the board, but we felt it stop at the numbers with a greater force. One, Two. Three. It was slow at first, and we all watched with intent. Quiet. Until we realized what was happening. Four. Five. Six. It was faster now. Seven. Eight.
1: Say goodbye.
0: We used what strength we had to slide the planchette away from the numbers down to the words goodbye at the very bottom of the board. 9. Goodbye. The planchette slid from beneath our fingertips and glided across the wooden floor under Sarah's bed. We all sat silently, breathing heavily, before glancing down at the board. Sasha, you said, after a few minutes. Was that you spelling that stuff out? The stuff from the app? No. Sasha said quietly.
1: Swear on dad's life. It wasn't.
0: Sasha and Sarah agreed that they would walk the board to the river in the morning and dispose of it. As autumn faded into the dreary and cold winter, I watched as you became more distant. Silent. You spoke of having nightmares, of seeing that dark figure in your room, how Brad was beginning to see it too the woodsman. You told me the more you looked at it, you could see its basic shape, what looked like long hair covering its face, long and emphasized features, but still all silhouetted in the shadows of your room. Sometimes, you'd say, it almost looks like it has antlers, kind of like my stag costume on Halloween. There was a brief amount of time between the end of December and early January that you didn't speak of the shadows, of the man in your room, of the woodsman. Maybe it was the joy of the holidays, Christmas and New Year's lights. Their golden glow illuminated even the darkest corners of the house, and for the first time since late October, I saw you smile. Around the end of January, I began to see your fear again. You weren't eating. You weren't sleeping. The dark circles under your eyes made that clear. And so, I decided to book a weekend getaway up in the mountains for us, enjoying the snow, peace, and quiet to get you away from that house, away from your thoughts and your fears, The drive was long and the roads more difficult the more we climbed the mountain, but I saw the content look in your eyes. Maybe you believed that everything would be okay and that the nightmares would finally stop. "'How much longer do you think it'll take?' you asked once we were on the back roads away from towns, surrounded by endless white. "'Oh, probably another hour or so,' I replied. "'Why?' "'I don't know,' you said quietly. "'I'm just starting to get hungry, is all.' I reached over and took your hand, squeezing it. You smiled back at me softly. Had I not looked over at you just long enough to see the fading sunset in your eyes, I might have seen it. A deer emerged from the mounds of endless snow, striking the front of my car, You shrieked at the impact, my brakes screeching, the car sliding on the powdered snow beneath the tires, driving us down into a ravine of white. Everything was so blurry. My head spun from shock, and I watched as you began to breathe heavily, likely a panic attack coming on. I reached my trembling hand out to you again, resting it on your knee, but you pushed me away. I... I need fresh air, you stammered. Everything's just so... so dark. I just need air. You undid your seatbelt and opened the door, squeezing out and heading towards the road to where I knew the carcass of the deer lay. My breath was still shaky, and I scrambled for my phone to call for help, I knew service would be blotchy up there, but if I managed to get a hold of someone for help, even if it took a while, it was better than nothing. After all, the sun was almost down over the ridges now, and the shadows would soon start covering the land. I connected with the police, reporting the accident and informing them that we were both okay, shaken up, but that we remained with the car. They estimated about a half hour or so, depending on how heavy the snowfall became. The flurries were now enough to make the roads slick, but thankfully not enough to hinder sight. At least, not yet. Once I disconnected the call, I glanced down at the screen of my phone and the date and time that were displayed. January 24, 4.38pm. January 24. That date stuck out in my head for some reason, more so than just because it was when our trip was scheduled. But why, I just couldn't pinpoint. I just looked out ahead of me, out at the steadily falling snow. Fall. Snow. January 24. That old, rancid smell of rotten meat, of death, began to creep back into my nostrils, and my blood began to run cold. Beware, dear. Dear. D-E-E-R. My heart raced against my chest as I glanced in the rearview mirror, looking out over the ditch and into the road. I unbuckled my seatbelt and hurried out, looking for you, to tell you that maybe, just maybe, those little games were more than a coincidence. But when I got to the roadway, there was nothing there. No you, no deer. A faint pool of blood where the animal had bled out was all that was left. And next to it, a pile of your clothes." I stepped closer, inspecting it before I heard your heavy, panicky breaths behind me. On my neck, hot, wet. With each breath you emitted, I smelled that rotten stench again, the foul, lingering scent of flesh. And in the setting sun, I watched as your shadow stretched out above mine. Long, dark, emphasized with antlers, those stag antlers from Halloween. There was a sound of bone against bone as you opened your jaw, whispering to me in your honeyed voice. Sad, but yet confident, breathy, sinister. As I turn to face you, your words echo through the winter wind on the mountain, caught in the flurry of snow. Hello, brother. You've been listening to Hello, Brother, by Dorian J. Sinnott. You can find more of this author's work here on our very own network, where I'm sure he has plenty of scares in store for us in the future. You can also hear more from Melissa and Alithia here as well. To the two of you, thanks for joining us this week, and thanks for making the story even better. Well, folks, that's it for this week. Thanks for being here with us to celebrate Halloween a little early. We hope that your weekend and holiday is fun and safe for you and yours. Happy Halloween. If you enjoyed what you've heard on today's program, please take a moment to stop by our iTunes page or wherever else you listen to your favorite podcasts and leave us a five-star review and a kind word. It makes a huge difference and would mean a lot to me. all of our other shows, and hundreds of standalone releases, all of them ad-free and available to download or stream. Thanks so much for your time and for giving our sponsors a try today. When you support our sponsors, you help support this show, and that means a lot to me. If you happen to use Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or YouTube, you can follow and subscribe to Chilling Tales for Dark Nights there, where you'll get all of our latest updates and new releases and have the chance to interact with us each and every week. As for me personally, you can find me on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube, username VikingGuitar, and also on Instagram as VikingGuitarProductions. Until next week, listener, when we meet up once again atop the horror hill for yet another dance with darkness, I bid you good night. Sleep tight, listener, and whatever you do, if you hear scratching at your door, don't open it. The darkness may have found you, but it's up to you to let it in. You've been listening to the Horror Hill Podcast, a production of Chilling Entertainment and the creative team at Chilling Tales for Dark Nights and a proud member of the Simply Scary Podcast Network. Visit simplyscarypodcast.com today to learn more about our network and our other amazing storytelling programs. Tonight's episode was hosted by, and its featured tale performed by, yours truly, Eric Peabody. Selected stories have been adapted with the kind permission of their respective authors. Original music provided by Nikki McSorley and Eric Peabody. Finalization by Craig Groshek and S.K. Brown. Got a terrifying tale of your own that you'd like performed? I take submissions. Email it to us today at submissions at simplyscarypodcast.com to have your work considered for future production. If you enjoyed what you heard on tonight's program and are joining us on your favorite podcast app, please subscribe to us to make sure you never miss an episode and leave us a five-star review and a kind word. Your feedback means a lot to me. You can also follow Chilling Tales for Dark Nights and yours truly on social media to connect anytime and get the latest updates on this and our other programs. If you're listening on the Chilling Tales for Dark Nights YouTube channel, do us a favor and hit the subscribe button and the bell notification icon as well to get more spooky tales from me and the crew and another episode of this program each and every week and don't forget to hit the thumbs up button to let us know how we're doing and leave us a kind comment. Lastly, don't forget to visit us at chillingtalesfordarknights.com and consider supporting the team by becoming a patron. In addition to helping us out, you'll get exclusive access to our audio archives and ad-free downloads of all of your favorite stories, including those you've heard on this program. As for me, you can hear more of my work on the Chilling Tales for Dark Nights podcast. However, I will be back next week with more terrifying tales to keep you up all night. If darkness is what you're after, listener, Your search is over, yet let it be known, you haven't found the darkness, the darkness has found you. You've been listening to the Horror Hill Podcast, a production of Chilling Entertainment and the creative team at Chilling Tales for Dark Nights and a proud member of the Simply Scary Podcast Network. Visit simplyscarypodcast.com today to learn more about our network and our other amazing storytelling programs. Tonight's episode was hosted by, and its featured tale performed by, yours truly, Eric Peabody. Selected stories have been adapted with the kind permission of their respective authors. Original music provided by Nikki McSorley and Eric Peabody. Finalization by Craig Groschek and S.K. Brown. Got a terrifying tale of your own that you'd like performed? I take submissions. Email it to us today at submissions at simplyscarypodcast.com to have your work considered for future production. If you enjoyed what you heard on tonight's program and are joining us on your favorite podcast app, please subscribe to us to make sure you never miss an episode and leave us a five-star review and a kind word. Your feedback means a lot to me. You can also follow Chilling Tales for Dark Nights and yours truly on social media to connect anytime and get the latest updates on this and our other programs. If you're listening on the Chilling Tales for Dark Nights YouTube channel, Do us a favor and hit the subscribe button and the bell notification icon as well to get more spooky tales from me and the crew and another episode of this program each and every week. And don't forget to hit the thumbs up button to let us know how we're doing and leave us a kind comment. Lastly, don't forget to visit us at ChillingTalesForDarkNights.com and consider supporting the team by becoming a patron. In addition to helping us out, you'll get exclusive access to our audio archives and ad-free downloads of all of your favorite stories, including those you've heard on this program. As for me, you can hear more of my work on the Chilling Tales for Dark Nights podcast. However, I will be back next week with more terrifying tales to keep you up all night. If darkness is what you're after, listener, Your search is over. Yet, let it be known, you haven't found the darkness. The darkness has found
1: you.
3: Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs done well.